understand they talk to me You got your rules and your religion All designed to keep you safe But when rules start getting broken You start questioning your faith I have a voice that is my savior Hey there, folks, and welcome to episode 110 Letting Caleb Sarocast. My name is, of course, Caleb Baldwin. Please follow me on Twitter at I am Caleb B. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Eddie Cornelison, the man, the myth, the legend. Follow the show at EC underscore hero. Check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast. And our Gmail, echerocast at gmail.com. As always, check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Let's see here. This is our first episode in June. We're in June now. Well, technically. When, if when you're the listening to this, yes. Yes. So, by my math, this will come out on June 1st. Oh. Yes. Summer. Or no, sorry, sorry, May 25th. I was mistaken. I, I was reading the wrong column. Oh, well, we're still back in May, then. We're still in May. We haven't hit Labor Day yet. We're going to get there, or Memorial Day, rather. We definitely haven't hit Labor Day. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, you know, I wish there was a way we could, you know, chronicle the journeys that we've made throughout this process, you know? Well, we can. Mm. That's literally what our podcast is. Is it now? Mm-hmm. What are we reviewing this week? Chronicle. Oh, my God. What a coincidence. Chronicle. Yeah. Directed by... Oh, by the way. Released on February 3rd, 2012. Directed by Josh Trank. Written by... This name may sound familiar to you wrestling fans out there. A, you know, creator of a viral wrestling-based video in 2015, written by Max Landis. Also, do you fellow cinephiles, a name may sound familiar, Max Landis, the son of John Landis, who I believe wrote and maybe directed American Werewolf in London? Could be. John Landis was definitely connected to that. I'm trying to remember how. I should have vetted this. That's my mistake. You're forgiven. Let's see here. Well, we're going to find out. Directed Kentucky Fried Movie in 77. Directed Animal House. Oh, classic. Blues Brothers. Classic. American Werewolf in London. Classic. Trading Places. Definite classic. Twilight Zone the movie. I have not seen it, but I love the show. Mm, Three Amigos. 
Classic. Coming to America. Oh, an all-timer. Beverly Hills Cop 3. Hmm. I don't remember 3. I mean, mm. 1 and 2. I, gosh, I can't remember. That's been a while. Blues Brothers 2000. Ooh. Swing and a miss. And that's all of his directing filmography. But anyway, that guy... Pretty good. His son, his son screenwriter for this movie. And he did the Wrestling Isn't Wrestling video, if you remember that one. Uh, maybe. Uh, you would remember it. It was looking back, it's kind of cringe to be honest with you, but it was a chronicling of Triple H's career. Oh, yeah, it sounds familiar. Mm, yeah, it came out around 2015. Um, let's see here. What were you doing around February 2012? What was going on for you, brother? Oh man, uh, we missed a we missed a, a bad fall slash winter for me. So let's go cliff notes. Try not to drag the mood down too much. We're trying to have a little bit of fun here. <laughs> well, I'll 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 keep the spirits up in that next week. Uh, I'll 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 tell you what. I'll split this into two parts, and next week will be the happy ending. Uh, so you'll have to. Oh, uh, you went to one of those Deshaun Watson clinics, huh? That's right. But uh, this week you'll have to just be sad for a minute. So let's see. Here, where to begin? Okay, um, so it was around this time, the fall, when I had I had one last uh, interview at a radio station, actually my favorite radio station in Columbus, and they really liked me, but they didn't hire me. And at that point, I'd had enough. I was done trying. It's been about a year and a half of trying to get into this. I can't even get an entry level job. And my friend told me. He says, why don't, he's like, you know what, just go and work at like a warehouse and work your way up to like a delivery driver. And he, he's, he's not a delivery driver, but he, he worked his way up pretty high at a warehouse. And, you know, I worked at UPS for a while and it's like their delivery drivers back in, uh, whatever year I was there, oh, three, like they started at 65,000 a year. Pretty good. So. I was like, that's not a bad idea. You know what? Screw all this. I'm just going to make a lot of money. And I did that. I went to a the Frito-Lay warehouse in Columbus. At the same time, simultaneously, my relationship with uh, Green Hornet Girl uh, ended. She <laughs> uh, she ended it by sleeping with someone else. But uh, Oh. Yeah, well, you know, it happens. But... Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going into this new job already in a bad headspace, and um, I'm there for a week, and I, I kind of equate it to when you're, like, driving, like, this is before GPS, but, like, when you're driving and you're like, this just this doesn't feel right. Like, it feels like we're lost, and that's kind of what it felt like. No offense to Frito-Lay, it just wasn't a good fit, and after a week, I did the very unprofessional thing of just calling up and quitting right before a shift, uh... That was uh that wasn't great, but uh, you know, I haven't done it since. <laughs> so, um, so there I was, unemployed and single for like uh, three, I think it was three full weeks, and I was, I, I hate to say it, I was that guy when I was laying on the couch watching TV, and the, I'd hear my phone go off. I'd grab it, and be like, oh, is it her? Is it her? Now, 
I wish I could go back and kick that guy's ass because yeah. that's not me. But it was me for a brief period. And um, in this unemployed of three weeks, uh, some old coworkers from my previous job had invited me out to go drinking. And I absolutely needed that. <laughs> so uh, I went out and it was, you know, I'd gone out. I've, I've been out drinking a lot of times but usually we're, we're pretty careful we either have a dd or we'll go you know eat someplace after to sober up or take a taxi because this is pre-uber uh, so we were always pretty good about that uh I, and as proof i once got pulled over by a cop took a sobriety test and passed so there you go uh but this was the one night when uh i readily i, I admit i i should not have driven but i did and luckily nothing happened but uh, it was uh, it was bad. I was uh, I was like, man, I that was really really stupid, and uh, no one else should do it. And just because I got lucky doesn't mean anyone else will. Um, but yeah, I uh, it was it was a rock bottom moment for me. But I'll leave this on a happy note. There was one good thing that came out from that night, and it was before getting heavily intoxicated. Uh, one of the coworkers there said, "Hey, you should come back and work for us because." They, uh, because they're going into the holidays, they split up the offices. So a bunch of us went to this new office, which was closer to my house. And it's great because, like, essentially all, she told me all the people that were there. Essentially it was, like, all the people I liked and no one I didn't. And <laughs> it's like, they're, they're way more lenient. They got a foosball table there. I'm like, okay, sold. So, uh, I love foosball and I'm really, really good at it. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so... I, I, I contemplated that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to be the guy that had to crawl back, but that's eventually what I will do, and I'll get into that next week. But yeah, that was a rock bottom for three weeks. Where I was really depressed and sad and doing stuff I shouldn't have done. But uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'll inspire someone with that story. But that's what I was doing. <laughs> Nothing good. Nothing good. But that's. Yeah, that that's the way she goes sometimes, man. Um, yeah, not near as much going on for me. This is when I first discovered in 2012, by the way, because I spent 26 years of my life being just being a fat piece of crap. I think I mentioned that before on the podcast. Um, <laughs> 2012 was when I figured out like, hey, if you like cut back on sugar and you kind of work out a lot like that really helps out. Especially when you're lifting as much as I was then, because I was still in high school. Uh, of course, I did backslide because, I, like I told you, I spent 26 years being a fat piece of crap. Um, <laughs> no longer, thank God. But yeah, that's that's what I was figuring out around February 2012. Oh, and you were coming out of a rock bottom. Also, figuring out how to talk to women. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to figure that out. Oh no, it's it's an evolving process for sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially Gen Z women; those are really difficult. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, but enough about that. Uh, by the way, Josh Trank, the director of this film, this is not the f the only time uh, he will be featured on this podcast. He has another appearance coming up in about three years. Oh, not yes. three years, but like three years from when this was released. So 2015. By the way, I was bored, uh, so I added all of the 2023 movies <laughs> to Why? our list. You act and... like that. 
you act like that's not going to change like that. Oh, it, it will. But I, I was more or less uh, the order will change, of course. But I was more or less curious. Right now, we have enough material to get to like January of 2024, which is where I wanted. I'm like, okay, at least get me to 2024. Yeah. Then we'll I'm figure it to, out from there. <laughs> I'm not trying to do this podcast forever. God, I'm trying to have trying to be a family man and stuff. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, do you have any history with old Chronicle? Chronicle? No, that's another one. I saw the trailer. I'm like, ah, that looks cool. But, you know, living 30 miles from the nearest theater, not having your own source of income, like uh, going to the theater was kind of rare. So didn't see this one until yesterday, actually. I did see it in theater. And actually, while I was at the theater, I ran into a friend of mine who was seeing another movie. Not that one, but uh, so I, I remember that. And... um I famously said episode one, I think it was, of this podcast, that we wouldn't be reviewing it. Well, that was uh, not uh, smart of me, because even though this technically in the superhero movie, kind of, sort of, but more of a supervillain movie, really, but uh needed to pad out that list, because like I said, we, uh, you know, we got to get to 2024 for some reason. I, I just feel like that's a good date to, like, have set, like, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, had to had to broaden the horizons a little, so that's uh, that's why Chronicle slid in here. If yep, anyone slid, cared, slid slid right in there. Um, <laughs> uh, we're still in the time capsule. Number one song on February third. It wasn't on February fourth, but the number one song on February third when this movie came out by digital download, "Set Fire to the Rain" by Adele. Ooh, that's a classic. It's really good, yeah. It's one of her better ones, for sure. Yeah. She really shows out in that one. Um, Champions in Wrestling. This is a real motley crew, actually. Uh, a lot of talent here. Uh, WWE Champion, CM Punk. World Heavyweight Champion in WWE, so the secondary belt. Basically like a super intercontinental title by then. Uh, Daniel Bryan. In TNA, World Heavyweight Champion, Bobby Roode. I love that run. Did you watch that? Were you watching TNA in early 2012? Uh, bits and pieces. The Bobby Roode run is really good. Okay. And then in Ring of Honor, for a couple more months, Davey Richards, your ROH world champion. Well, how about that? Yeah. Davey effing Richards, you know. Well, do you have the financials on this particular film? Uh, yes, I do. This is a massive success. Mm-hmm. Uh, relative to the box office, this was a shoestring budget. This had a budget of $12 million and a box office of $126.6 million. That is a profit line of $114.6 million. That's right. It's 143.5 on our inflation list and uh, puts it at 36 on the list, right above the yeah. uh, aforementioned Green Hornet, and right below Ghost Rider, who we'll see next week. But uh, it literally made one thousand percent of its uh, budget. Yeah, and it's funny. I was wondering, like, why there was no sequel made. And there's a little blurb on Wikipedia about a sequel. I'll read a little bit of it because it. Uh, let's just say it doesn't sound very. Uh, doesn't sound encouraging. <laughs> so, okay. Well, uh, let me... Yeah, so they were... Uh, 
Following the success of the release, uh, steps towards production for a sequel were taken. Fox hired Landis to write the script for it, but the involvement of Trank as director was unclear. It was reported in October 2012 that Fox was not happy with the script, but April 2013, Landis said Fox did like the script. Uh, That's always good. Uh, It would be in a darker tone, and production was moving along. However, July of 2013, Landis stated... New writers had taken over to write the film, and in March 2014, Fox hired Jack Stanley to write. Moving along, uh, Trank commented in 2020 that following the experience of making Chronicle was never on board with the sequel. While he thought the sequel script was fine, he felt it had nothing to do with why I wanted to do it. The original film, and he did what he could to stall progress on it, He said, I really didn't ever want to see Chronicle 2 happen. That was my worst nightmare. First of all, I'm not doing it. That's great arrogance. (laughs) Second, if somebody else does it, then you know it's going to be a big piece of shit. (laughs) One last line. In August 2021, a female-led sequel was officially announced by producer John Davis. It would supposedly be set 10 years after the events of the first film and deal with topics such as fake news and cover-ups hard pass. Mm. Like, it sounds like it has nothing to do with the original, which is weird because the original kind of has a cliffhanger sort of ending. And, uh, I don't know, a movie about fake news, uh, that doesn't sound very interesting to me. Uh, Mm. I get enough of that on Twitter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Also, Uh, Trank has told us it will suck <laughs> yeah he has guaranteed but, it so trank is also like a because uh, after that other movie he does in 2015 he he has no problem just like burning any and all potential bridges like after this 2015 movie that he did did came out he was like yeah they didn't let me do near like they cut they chopped and screwed this one really bad and like he just buried the studio 100% buried the studio for what it's worth. Well, I kind of like his style. I can respect that. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it's an easy way to lose work. True, true. But yeah. I don't know. In this case, uh, the fact that it's taking so long for it to come out and that it has nothing to do with the original, that's uh, not usually a great sign for a sequel. We'll see. Uh, if it... Hey, if it comes out before 2014, we'll we'll throw it on the list. But uh, maybe know, it's so the, far. Uh, maybe that sequel will be like the Duke Nukem Forever of uh, movies. Yeah, one can only hope. That's not a good thing. Yeah, I don't I don't understand what this this has nothing to do with fake news. Like, how would you even do that? That doesn't even sound good. Cover uh, up maybe, but fake. I don't know. I guess cover up and fake news are similar, but not not really. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who all do we want to talk about here? Oh, by the way, first off, we're definitely going to shout out Michael Kelly as Richard Detmer, that that drunk piece of shit. Uh, this is his third appearance, by the way, in the Hero Cast. I never thought this guy, this character actor, would make three appearances in the podcast. Oh, yeah, he's popular. Unbreakable, Defendor, and Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you said, I think on the Unbreakable, or maybe it was Defender, Defendor, um, pardon me, don't want to... Thank you. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you had mentioned on the Defendor episode, 
Like, he has the right kind of fame, like, the best kind of fame. It's like, you know, he probably doesn't work a day job. I would assume he doesn't work a day job. Um, and he's, like, a little recognizable, but he's not like a Brad Pitt, for example, where he can't go anywhere, you know? Yeah, him and uh, the banker from Dark Knight Rises. Or like or the... Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight. Not or like uh, the, the Jewish lawyer from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, I'd say yeah. there's only three people we're talking about. Okay, yeah, so the main three then. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan as Steve Montgomery. What do we think of him? I think he's the only one of these three that had a successful career. I think he's <laughs> definitely not 18 when this came out. No. I, I will say the three high schoolers, uh, they're pushing it a little. Not pushing it like 13 Reasons Why bad, <laughs> but uh, Michael B. Jordan, I... Eh. Maybe as an older-looking senior, I could buy it. I guess I don't know, but well, he was he was still playing a high schooler when this movie came out. Yeah, like he was um, still in the Friday Night Lights TV show when this came out. Yeah, I liked his character though. Um, it was different because you know usually the popular athlete, and I guess he was running for class president, so he's popular. I'm mm. pretty sure he mentioned football, so he, he's, he's got a quarterback people. or something. He's got people. Yeah, of course he's the quarterback. Yeah, and he's he hooks up with all these hot girls. And he's got people campaigning for him for class president and everything. Like, yeah, but real gay. He's not a dick. He's a real nice guy. He's he genuinely is. a nice guy. Absolutely, he's 100% a nice guy. Like all these characters are always like behind the scenes, they're dicks, and uh, like um, who is it? The summer from. Uh, uh, Napoleon Dynamite. She was not nice, you know, no. behind the scenes, but everyone loved her. Um, but yeah, I mean, Steve, he was a nice guy, and he even had some problems of his own that they kind of touched on. So his life wasn't perfect, um, which I liked. I thought he was a really well written, well written character. Easy for you to say, but I would agree, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up, Matt Garrity, portrayed by Alex Russell. You know, he kind of had the least amount of depth to him of the three characters. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense to me that he was the... Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it, it does. I just wish given, he did more other than, like, kind of have this relationship that they just kind of, like, brushed over. And and very, like, they did a time lapse, so... Uh, and here's the thing, and I said the same thing when, and when they did a time lapse in the last season to Dawson's Creek... Time lapses are the laziest form of uh, storytelling. Yeah. I mean, he, he was trying to be a good cousin, and he's really Andrew's only friend. So yeah. He's trying to get him out of his shell, but that's really the depth of his character, is just trying to get friend out of shell. Exactly. And, and that's it. Whereas, you know, Steve had all this other uh, stuff about him. Yeah, and Andrew Detmer, portrayed by Dane DeHaan, who, by the way, uh, much like Michael B. Jordan, will make another appearance in the uh, timeline here. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan Couple more. has two. Yeah, he has two, yeah. Maybe three if uh, he's in Wakanda forever. Uh, we'll see. I mean, he's dead, but yeah. And flashback. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so Andrew. Uh, so... He did the, uh, basically the, the school shooter, basically, is what he kind of was. Yes, dude. Um, 
there's parts of his character I liked and parts that I didn't. So the parts I liked is I really did buy the fact I, I wish he was bullied a little more. I mean I know that sounds bad, but No, yeah, one hundred percent he should have been. So then like I mean he got bullied but not really enough, I think. No. Now his home life I do buy that, that he was really depressed from home. They did well with having a, a crappy dad and a mother who was sick, so I bought that. It's the school part portion where it was like, eh, I feel like most kids kind of went through what he went through. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe not the thing with the girl, but we'll get to that. But <laughs> I could have used maybe um, you know, some physical altercations to really get him going. And yeah. then at the end when he's like, oh, um, I've been reading about Apex Predator, that just kind of felt thrown in. But Sorry. Yeah, no one got that. <laughs> you said Apex Predator, so that kind of triggered my, you know. Your what? You know, it's just like, oh, Randy Orton. Yeah, wrestling brain. Yes. But yeah, he was reading about it, and it's like, eh, I guess that, I mean, his logic makes sense, but it just felt kind of thrown in there. Strong incel vibes from this guy. Oh yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But yeah, good character, nonetheless. I, I can't disagree with anything that she said. Yeah, um, you know who should have stopped him was, uh, who was our, our guy, um, our Seattle superhero, Oh, uh, what? Oh, what's his name? Phoenix Jones. Yeah, Phoenix Jones. He should have been oh. in this movie. Where was he? Uh, Seattle. Yeah, not doing his damn job. Also, what? Come on, if you're based out of Seattle, why? Why is your your superhero name? Why? Why is it Phoenix? That's another city. Come on, man. Should it be Seattle Jones? Uh, uh yes, that, that'd be great. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the leader of the Rain City superhero movement. What a what a name. <laughs> it's a great name actually. It is, I agree. That uh yeah, I mean I I guess he's a villain now or maybe turn face again, who knows. Hopefully I'd love to see his redemption arc. Now if they did a documentary on him, I I would uh other than the one on YouTube, like a real one, uh I would I would review it. Yeah, for sure. He sold MDMA. We we did, we covered this on the Kickass episode, but I forgot he sold MDMA. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> but hey, this is one of those real life superhero things, so. Yeah. So oh, I guess by the way, uh, it. yeah, uh, the movie did well with the fans and critics. Eighty-five percent uh, critics, seventy-one percent fan. You know what? We didn't do it on the Kickass episode, so let's just do it now on the fly. First off. Superpower. Of who? What What would be your superpower? You can choose one. Oh, my superpower. Um, I gotta say, uh, it's funny, because I was actually thinking about this movie this morning, because, and I will answer the question, but this is a good story. Uh, yeah. My neighbor, who is, uh, keep in mind, he is a mechanic. His kids are idiots. They're like high school age, or I think they graduated, but anyway, uh, they, uh, their car has a tendency to have their, the alarm go off in the middle of the night. It's the only car in the neighborhood that does it. It's a beat up old pickup, so no one's trying to break into it. It stays on for several minutes, and, um, they've, you know, other neighbors have come out and yelled at them. They never actually come out. I think they're just fiddling with the key fob in the house, or maybe they're not even doing that. 
But uh, it went off three times between 5 a.m. and 5.30, and once right before 6, and I wake up at 7, so that was great. And I was just thinking, like, man, there's that scene in the junkyard when Andrew just crushes the car. I'm like, that would be cool to do right about now. (laughs) So if you'd asked me this morning, I would say, give me Andrew's telekinesis so I can just crush this car this truck into a cube so I never have to hear their stupid car alarm again. And again, by the way, the dad, the mechanic, fix it. It's a car alarm. It's not like repairing an engine block. I'm sure it's pretty easy, but it happens way too often. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go with the telekinesis on that one. Or, or maybe um, maybe psychic. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. One of the ones that can really make me powerful. <laughs> Okay, well, while you're, uh, I'm gonna give you some time to think of a name, but while you're thinking of that, um, I'm stuck between flight and teleportation, but honestly, those are basically two sides of the same coin, but I would probably go teleportation. Yeah, I would, uh, between those two. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea, plus, I mean, think about back to first class with uh, Azizel. He he was like one of the strongest mutants. He just grabs people and teleports them in the air and drops mm-hmm. them. So you could you could do that if you were a dick. Yeah. Uh, oh, but you wanted me to think of a name yes. for my telekinesis. If you could, yeah. What 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 would what would your name be? Oh man. Um my name would be um Edward Brainstorm. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I would just be the mover. (laughs) Movement. (laughs) That's even better. Movement, yeah. Captain movement. No, 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 just movement. Just movement, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, crumpling Uh, my neighbor's car into a cube, (laughs) and uh, I don't have to worry about his stupid car alarm anymore. Yes, and I would teleport to uh, the cube and... Use my muscles that I developed the the hard way, and throw that cube into uh, what's the nearest body of water to you? Lake Michigan? Lake Erie. <laughs> Lake Erie, yes. Well, don't throw it in there. That's pollution. I'm not above pollution. Now, would you teleport like uh, how Nightcrawler did, or would it be like uh, walking through portals, like in Multiverse of Madness? Uh, it'd very much be a Nightcrawler type of thing. Okay, because I say you just open up a portal underneath the cube and drop it anywhere you wanted, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Like the Nile River. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Throw it in the Nile. Uh, Nile supposedly is filthy, so I've heard. Mm. Okay, I'll take your word for it. All right, so with that, I think we can get into the plot, man. We've done a lot of extra work here, man. We talked about superhero names and powers and everything. We can get into the plot now. All right. Well, we open with Andrew, who has bought a new camera, and he will be filming the entire movie. This is that's the found <laughs> footage, I guess. Yes, yes. This is uh, even on Wikipedia. It's listed as a found footage film. That is my least favorite crutch of every found footage film. Is like there's at least one character that's like, no, I have to document everything. Well, it made sense Why? in Cloverfield because you would document that. Yeah. This is like, I wouldn't document ha- like anything that they do. Uh, maybe a couple things. But <laughs> my dad beating the shit out of me. Okay, maybe. Here's me like at that, a computer, for, for, <laughs> just sitting for legal, here. For legal purposes, I guess that makes sense. But like, 
still. Yeah. yeah, even even his cousin's like, stop filming, you're weird. Yeah, that's creepy. But yes, he's basically like, yeah, I'm going to be filming everything I do now. So, okay. And we see glimpses into his life. His mom is very sick. His dad's an alcoholic. He's got one friend, his cousin Matt. He gets bullied. Uh, he also creepily films the cheerleaders, although not on purpose, but in high school. Perception is everything. Uh, we also get a quick look at Steve, who's running for class president. He's the most popular kid in school, but not a dick. He's a good guy. Good guy, Steve. Andrew. No and, good guy, Steve. Yeah. Andrew and Matt, they go to a rave party that night, and uh, he brings his camera, despite Matt telling him not to, even though Matt hooks up with a girl who's also filming, so... Uh, Andrew is filming the party. He gets bullied, so he leaves. Uh, Steve finds him outside crying, and Steve tries to cheer him up. And he's like, hey, you know, we could actually use your camera. You know, Matt and I and a bunch of guys, we were we were hanging out in the woods, and we just found something cool, and we, we think you should film it. And that was the oh. first one. I was like, that's good for Steve. He's trying to get him involved and cheer him up and actually say, hey, we actually do need this, because unlike the rave, here's something worth filming. Yes. it was. <laughs> This makes sense for you to film this, yes. Yeah, so they go into the woods, and Steve says, yeah, a bunch of people were out here, we were all checking this out. And they get there, and um, Matt's like, yeah, everyone left, it's, you know, and uh, it's just, basically it's just a big hole in the ground, and there's weird sounds coming out of it, and they decide to go down in the hole, and it leads into a big cave. And they go deeper into the cave, they find this weird-looking... In my brain, I remembered it as a spaceship, but I don't think that's what it was. Uh, it looked like some alien artifact, maybe a heart or a brain, I don't know, but it was pretty big. Anyway, they all touch it, they all get nosebleeds, the camera <laughs> shakes and cuts off. And What is this, Cloverfield? No, it's Chronicle. So Blair Witch? Next... No, not Blair I've never seen Blair Witch, actually, believe it or not. The Blair Witch Project? You've never seen that? No. Wow. I know she's not in it. <laughs> oh, man, what a shame. So they are recording themselves testing out this new telekinetic powers. And uh, Andrew's clearly better at it than Matt and Steve. Yeah, the, the the ball test is the first thing. Yeah, well, Matt and Steve are out, you know, getting women, and uh, Andrew's at home lifting stuff with his mind. I think that's yeah. the implication. That That is, yeah. I mean, they're all excited about it, but Andrew more so. Yeah. So they go back to the hole, and it is totally filled in. And, like, a sheriff tells them to get out of here. This could have been toward a sequel, but, I mean, I guess we got to do a movie about Fox News or something. Yes. Uh, so on the car ride, Steve finds out more about Andrew. No. Yeah. Uh, Steve finds out more about Andrew that his dad's on disability. He drinks a lot. And Steve shares, he's like, well, you know, I think my mom's having an affair on my dad. That's not ever brought up again, but it at least is like, okay, so Steve's life isn't perfect. So I liked that. Well, well, Eddie, I got the results back. I definitely have cancer. <laughs> kind of, but, uh, but at least it showed something about his character, that his life isn't like this perfect thing. I it, suppose. It wasn't a complete throwaway line. Yeah. That's, I mean, the ultimate throwaway line. <laughs> that is, yes. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. Uh, oh, let's go on. 
So later on, they have a uh, talk during lunch. They believe this ability is like a muscle, and you have to develop it to make it stronger. Mm-hmm. And they go out and mostly use their powers for pranks, like moving shopping carts and scaring moving little cars. Yeah, scaring little girls with teddy bears and. Yeah, this was when I was like, these guys suck, because like I work in retail, so I deal with teenage douchebags all the time. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, but then, you know, they kind of steer away from that shortly thereafter. Yeah, Steve moves someone's car in the parking lot. Uh, I love when even Steve was uh, scaring the girl with the teddy bear. He's like, oh, stay in school, little girl. Like, he can't even he can't even do a prank <laughs> properly. He still has to throw out a positive message because he's... Be wholesome. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, he moves the car, and he's like, this time it was the black guy. I thought that was funny. Oh, my um, yeah. But as they're driving off, they encounter a guy who's tailgating them. He's honking at them, just being a dick in general. And Andrew, um, he kind of shoots him off the road and into a, um, he crashes into like a pond. Mm-hmm. And uh, Andrew's just like, oh, I didn't mean to. Uh, too strong. I don't know. And yeah. Steve rescues him. Andrew, you know, I didn't mean to. That was, I didn't. That was my fault. Um, but that's our first glimpse of uh, Andrew fighting back against the bullies with this power. Yeah, yeah Andrew. What, well, like they had established, like you shouldn't use your power when you're angry, when you're upset. Like, don't. That's not a good idea. Andrew is clearly the most powerful of the three, the three for sure, and a little misguided. Yeah. Well, they, uh, I mean, this is where they set up the rules, actually, because Matt and Steve, they're upset, and they're like, okay, you put someone in the hospital, One number rule number one, no using your powers on other people, and uh, yeah. don't use them when you're angry, and three, don't use them in public. Yeah. They will break all three. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the next day, Steve takes the guys out to the middle of nowhere, he shows, I, was, I thought this was strange that Steve was the one to discover this and not Andrew, but yeah. uh, Steve shows him that, hey, we can now fly, so check it out. And they can. They can fly. And he teaches the teaches them all to fly. They go flying above the clouds. Uh, I did like when Matt's like, it's freezing up here. It's like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that <laughs> that's would why make- there's snow <laughs> on top of mountains when it's the summer and like, you know, or spring or whatever and, you know, well, that, Montana yeah, that, or wherever, that, Colorado. Since you're at high altitude, it's gonna get colder. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was they dressed warmly. I was for some reason I thought that was a good touch. Uh-huh. Yes, for sure. So while they're up there, though, a plane flies by, fly, flies by, and knocks two of them out of, I don't know, out of orbit, out of focus, whatever. I, yeah. And they start falling, and Andrew saves them. And they're, like, freaking out, like, oh, my gosh, that was so cool. You saved me. Thank you. Later that night, they have a sleepover. And Matt reveals, he's like, oh, I haven't had sex in a long time. And I think Steve said, like, oh, I haven't had sex in, like, a week. And Matt's like, oh, it's been, like, the summer for me. And then Andrew's like, well, it's been never for me. So they're like, oh, you got to, we got to get you some. And uh, But Andrew does say, you know, this was the best day of my life. So... He's, he's got some friends, and they talk about where they're going to go with their flight ability, and Andrew wants to go to Tibet, and he's like, it just seems really peaceful, 
and they kind of joke with him. He's like, no, no, but seriously, it's, it's like the monks, and they've established all this enlightenment, and he came off as really Gen Z here, like, no, you don't even understand. In Tibet, <laughs> these monks, they're so high enlightened, they can, like, float. You don't even know. Like, <laughs> he did even say they can float, which they cannot. Yeah. He can, but... Later that day, Andrew and Steve hang out, and Steve is impressed with how well Andrew is developing his powers, because he was the first one who could, like, build Legos with his powers, but the rest, the other two could not. So Steve suggests that Andrew do the talent show, use his powers, and he's like, no, no, he's like, no, you should, it'll get you girls. And in the morning, on uh, as Andrew's about to leave for school, his dad's like, how are you getting to school? He's like, uh, Matt, gives me a ride. He's like, no, Matt doesn't show up anymore. How are you getting to school? And how come you've been smiling so much? And he's just like, it was Matt. And he's like, his dad's like, I'm on to you. So, good observation by the dad, I thought. Yeah. Being an alcoholic. So, I, yes, yeah, for, for being absolutely shithoused at 7 in the morning, it's a good uh, observation. Um, the implication here is that he's flying to school, I would assume. Yeah. Okay. I mean, That's obviously I... his dad's not going to jump to that conclusion, but... Yeah, yeah. He knows something's up. Yeah, for sure. Something's up with that kid. So at the talent show, Andrew does a magic show routine, and because he's got powers, he, of course, kills it. Of course. And on the way home, Matt jokingly says, uh, you know, I can I can see your head getting bigger from here. This is the beginning of your downfall, which is uh, a real uh, foreshadowing uh, yes. Real, uh, you live to see the villain, or whatever the hell that was. <laughs> become the, the villain. Live long enough to become the villain, yes. Yeah. So here comes the downfall. Yep. <laughs> they go to a party, and Andrew is uh, super popular. He's uh, hitting it off with uh, Ramona Flowers, or some girl with neon red hair. Uh, what was it, Monica? Yeah, uh, yeah. I just call her Ramona Flowers. Uh, she dyed I her hair. It was, it, was, it was Ramona, yeah. No, oh, Mona oh, was from mean, Scott well, Pilgrim. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, Monica was the character's name, yes. All right, well, Monica. So uh, he goes upstairs with her, and Matt and Steve are both happy for him. Uh, Matt also runs into Casey. It's the girl he met at the rave. He's been pursuing throughout the movie. She's not that yeah. important, but here and she is. And she's also not that interested in him. Yeah, and then she just suddenly becomes interested in him. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so Steve sees Monica. Uh, Steve's actually uh, up there filming. He's like, "Oh, dog, my 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 boy's becoming a man behind those doors. This is great." And then Monica like opens the door and runs out. She's like, "You sicko!" And then Steve's like, "Yo, what happened?" And uh, Andrew's uh, sitting on the bed, throwing up, and uh, is on the suit he loaned him, by the way, and. Uh, He's just like, oh, it's it's okay, you know, it happens to the best of us, and, you know, yada yada. I will say, it has not happened to me, but I was once too drunk to actually, mm. um, <laughs> I was yeah. staying with my cousin in California, and he introduced me to some girl, and it was going well, we were dancing, made out, and I was thinking, I'm like, I'm staying with my cousin, I can't ask her to come back, because that would be rude as a house guest. And that was my thought that went through my head. And um, 
like the next morning, my cousin's like, what happened with that girl? And I'm like, well, I didn't want to be rude and bring her back here. He's like, why didn't you just ask me? I was like, I don't know, because I was drunk, and I didn't think about that. And the fact that you say that makes me mad now. <laughs> but I did throw up that morning, so eh, maybe best I didn't. Maybe. No, I didn't throw up on myself uh, that night. That, or that yeah. would have been. I did not pull an Andrew. Let's just Good say for that. You. Good for you. So uh, so Steve's kind of like laughing at, uh, at Andrew, but more so the situation. And he's like, that's yeah. not a big deal. It's just. Stuff happens. Andrew doesn't find it funny at all. No. He's like, leave me alone. And the next day we see Andrew break apart a spider from all eight limbs. So animal torture is like the first, one of the first signs of what, a sociopath? or As they say, don't F with spiders. What's what's the one? There's sociopath and psychopath. Psychopath's the one who knows he's doing wrong but doesn't care. Yes, the sociopath knows and doesn't care. The psychopath doesn't know. I thought it was the other way around. No. Yeah, either way, um, the uh, the start of that is animal torture, from what I recall from Dexter. Yeah. Where I get all my science knowledge. Yeah, Dexter and Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And then we see Andrew's dad finds his camera, and this is important because... Uh, they don't mention how Andrew bought it, but when he was in the... He had a really dumpy old camera from, I think they said 2004 when they were bullying him. Like, His camera's from 2004, it sucks. But when he was in the with the alien thing, the camera broke, yeah. so he bought a yeah. new one. He didn't buy that. Uh, his cousin replaced it for him. Oh, maybe I missed that. But... Yeah, you missed that. It was just a kind of a throwaway line, but it was in there. Okay. Well, the dad's... Uh, speculates this is a $500 camera. I don't know about that, yeah. but he's like, you got a $500 camera while your mother's suffering in there. And then his dad yells at him. He's like, you know, I don't have any money. All my money goes to school for you and medical bills for your mom. <laughs> and then Andrew's like, I like this line. Andrew's like, you don't, I go to public school. You don't pay for public school, idiot. And, uh, Andrew's dad snaps and attacks him. Yeah. Um, I mean, Andrew had a good point. What money does he pay for school? Well, I will say this. You do pay for lunches if you're in a certain tax bracket. But if you're, you know, in the poorhouse, free lunch. But beyond that, you know. I would say they would qualify for free lunches. But probably. I think I, I'm i guessing that uh, his dad is just, like, he's just saying things because he's drunk. He uh, yeah. absentee father, so he's like... Just says things that like, yeah, this costs money, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I would agree. Yes. But yeah. He, uh, so Andrew overpowers his dad, kind of shoots him back, and pushes him down. And, yeah. Uh, later we see Matt and Casey hooked up. For anyone who cares. Yeah. Just for with yeah. no real build whatsoever. So we cut to Andrew, who's flying above the clouds. We see Steve finds him. They hinted at this earlier. They can kind of track where each other are if they're if they're like super um, uh, what is it if it if if it's like because like um, Matt sensed when Andrew you know stormed out on Steven after he threw up on himself and he's like yeah. whoa that's weird and so they can kind of sense when each other's in trouble and they know where each other are yeah so Steve finds him in the clouds he's like I don't know I was just drawn to you somehow 
And he's like, I just want to be left alone. And he's like, you were never my friend before the before this happened anyway. And Steve's like, well, we've been hanging out every day. You know, what do you want? Yeah. And suddenly, Steve is struck by lightning and falls to the earth. And we yeah. cut to Steve's funeral. Yeah, uh, this this dick, Andrew, is filming a funeral. <laughs> That's true, he is. Yeah. And uh, Matt's there. He's like, why aren't Matt, you returning my calls? Matt even points it out. He's like, why, why are you filming at a wake? What's your problem? Yeah. And Matt's like, you know, it's weird. It's, how did Steve get struck by lightning? They found him in the middle of the field. Why would he be in the middle of the field during a storm? And Andrew just flies off. So yep. Matt knows. Yeah. Later on at his grave, uh, Steve's grave, uh, Andrew says he's sorry, and he just lo- he says sometimes I just lose control, and this thing's a part of me. And the next day at school, Andrew is teased for throwing up on Monica. Uh, but uh, Andrew pulls out the this guy's teeth yeah. from his mouth. Three teeth. Yeah, he documents it. He's like, yeah, this one I got clean. I did like a little lasso thing, but these two, uh, I didn't get as good. There's some root with them. It's like, oof. That's that's even worse than killing Steve. Yeah. <laughs> the pain that that would be. I'd rather drop from the clouds than have my tooth ripped out with the root. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not, but I'm I'm cringing. One would hurt more. <laughs> yeah, One's I'm just cring- a sudden stop. The other one is uh, hours and days of pain. Yeah, Weeks. I'm cring- I am cringing thinking about it. But that's what he did. Yeah. And then uh, he goes to a junkyard and he's like, you know, I've just been reading. This is more uh, Gen Z Andrew. Yeah. Like, you know, I've just been reading about apex predators. And like how lions, when they kill a gazelle, they don't feel guilty. Or like how when people swat a fly, they don't feel bad about it because it's like the law of the jungle, you know? It's like the strong survive. And oh my god, this, this really just means something to me. And he just crushes a... <laughs> Is that not Gen Z when they get they find a subject and they just really dive in and have no idea what they're talking about, but they think they do. <laughs> That's that's any and all high school. That's any and all teenagers. Like at at any point. That's true. Like, I'm sure you were guilty of it at one time. I know I was as well. Like it happens. Uh, never me. Oh yeah, never you. You've never been wrong before in your life. Oh, I've been wrong. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then he crushes a car into a cube, which is uh, I was kind of jealous of. Yeah. I'd have done this morning if I could. Hey, was that the neighbor that mowed that we had to, like, delay one of the podcasts by, like, an hour because of him? No, that was the chainsaw guy. Okay. No, this, this is the neighbor whose kids play super loud music during the day. They don't do it anymore. Uh, yeah. But they did. And I'm pretty sure they uh, stole – they're the ones stealing my gas, but uh, I can't confirm that. But they also I... don't keep their yard in great shape. It's like they're – everyone – it's a nice street, and like everyone does a nice job with their house, except them. It's uh, we'd really love to vote them off the island if we could, but uh, <laughs> that's not possible. You can't go around with a petition and tell everybody you have to move. Yeah, I wish you could, but uh, yeah, fix your car alarm, dude. You're a mechanic. Come on, what's the excuse? Yeah. So anyway, Matt comes over to Andrew, and Andrew just tells him off. Yeah, flies away. Then Andrew goes to the pharmacy, 
his mom's drugs are over $700 and he can't afford it. Uh, which, you know, common problem in America, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, unlike Andrew, we don't have superpowers. Yeah. So Andrew puts on a fireman's suit. Of Why didn't he just rob a bank? I don't understand. That's trickier, I guess. But, I uh, mean, he can manipulate objects like surely well, he can open a door. Yeah. With, well, with no one's going to care about the thugs that he did. That that I yeah, get. Yeah. That's a convenience store robbery and whatever, but a bank that gets people's attention. I suppose yes. But anyway, he, I, I'm guessing his dad was a firefighter. Um, that's why he's on disability. They, yeah, they mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Uh, so he puts on a gas mask. He robs some bullies. Uh, I did like the bullies. Uh, they recognized him even with the gas mask on. <laughs> that's Andrew right there. Yeah. Always get points in a movie when the hero, despite wearing a mask, should still be recognized. It's a you Superman mean, like, get... pet peeve slash wrestling pet peeve where, like... Yeah. This rule is always broken. <laughs> yeah. You mean like in, uh, what was that Dwight movie we, we covered like a month ago? Yeah, there was Super and Green Lantern did it. Super, yeah, 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 and Green Lantern, yeah. At least the gas mask covers up most of your fate, more so than what Super and Green Lantern's mask did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they still recognized him, like, it sounds like him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, he robs these bullies, he kills them, actually. <laughs> Um, so tough break. And then yeah, he, to, uh, some real ones. Yeah. And, uh, he also robs a gas station and, but the clerk runs out to shoot him. He deflects the bullet and it hits the gas pump and blows up. So Andrew's now in the hospital with severe burns. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't think. My friend was a gas station clerk, and he's been robbed, and uh, it's just like, just let him have it. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to go and shoot him. No. Uh, so, yeah, he's in the hospital. His dad shows up, and his dad, I liked this tease, his dad starts breaking down and crying. And I was like, oh, maybe his dad had a change of heart. Now that he sees his son on a hospital bed, he realizes how bad of a father he's been. And uh, But no, <laughs> Andrew's asleep. He's like, you know, your mother's dead. She died last night while I was out looking for you. The one time she needed me and I wasn't there for her because you took her away from me. And he says, your mother's dead and it's all your fault. By like, the way. Jesus. Okay, so that is a cartoon villain level line right there. Uh, by the way, he mentions like, yeah, the one time she needed me and I wasn't there because of you. Well, uh, earlier in the movie, if you remember, this is when his dad found his camera uh, Andrew is yelling like, mom needs you. She's in pain. She's in pain. And he's snooping out in, uh, Andrew's bedroom while, you know, the mom is like really sick. So and he's a hypocrite. That's, the, he, that's he, the, he's <laughs> a, a blatant liar and an alcoholic and a real piece of crap. Yeah. But I did like that where it's like in his mind, this is Andrew's fault. Yeah, of course it is. So I, I liked that part, and, and it gave a good uh, motivation for the big heel turn. So Andrew wakes up, he catches his dad's fist, and the wall of the hospital blows out. Yeah. Then we cut to Matt, who's having a very bad nosebleed. Yes, at a birthday party. Yeah. Um, 
and Casey's like, yo, what's going on with your nose? It's really bad. And they, they're at the people at the birthday party actually have the news on and, uh, they're reporting like a bomb went off in the hospital in downtown Seattle and Matt oh, tells it's Joker again. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, you know, Matt tells Casey he has to go. Andrew needs me. He's like, how do you know? <laughs> I hear voices. So they drive off. They get as close to the hospital as they can. And uh, they see Andrew flying above the hospital with his dad. Uh, with, with his dad, yeah. Yeah, he drops him. And uh, Matt makes a decision. He flies up, catches him, <laughs> and drops Good. and saves the dad. And yeah. Casey is, of course, very surprised her boyfriend has superpowers. Yeah. So, uh, Matt Casey's car is then pulled to the top of the Space Needle. Good luck getting that down. Yeah. Because they never do. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Matt's, uh... Hey, Sully. Matt's like, uh, he hadn't done it all. He always does it. He never barks in the middle of the day, just when I'm recording at the very end. <laughs> what a good... I know, and it's never at anything, so I don't know what the deal is. Yeah. Sully, stop! <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, this car is now on the top of the Space Needle, and uh, he says, you know, Andrew's power is too strong, I can't control it, uh, the car. And I did like this, where everybody in the Space Needle is, like, recording with uh, cell phones or handy cams, and that's where the footage is now coming from. So, yeah. You know, a little different take on the found footage. Yeah, they do, They do. you know, change cameras here and there, and it makes sense. Yeah, we get security camera, police dashboard camera. Yeah. Pretty clever. So, Andrew's mad at Matt for catching his dad. Matt tries to talk Andrew down, but Andrew just flings a bus at him. <laughs> yeah. So, Matt comes back, and the two battle throughout the city. They land in front of a statue of a Native American holding a big spear. Which, uh, best I can tell, doesn't actually exist in Seattle. So, Seattle listeners, please confirm. But uh, the police surround uh, Andrew, and they're about to fire on him, but he stops all the bullets, and he just shoots back all the police and cop cars. And he starts yelling while the buildings are crumbling, and uh, people around him are running for cover, stuff's landing on him, and Matt's just like, Andrew, stop! More people are going to get hurt! So... In a very cool ending, I thought Matt just looks up at the spear and just shoots. He breaks off the wrist of the statue and just impales Andrew with the spear. Yeah. Instantly killing him. I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, Andrew. Andrew. See what I did there? No. Goldberg did the spear. Oh, yeah. Well, Matt did it in this case. Well, well, Matt isn't a two-syllable name, so it doesn't work. Yeah. His last name is Garrity. No, that's... <laughs> Are you stupid? No. That's like three syllables, dude. Oh, yeah, Garrity. Oh, my gosh. You could just do Garrity. No. No, I like my uh, compromise better. Well, anyway, cut to... Uh, Matt has flown off to Tibet. Yeah. He films an apology video for Andrew. He's saying, you know, I know you're not a bad person, and I love you, and I'm going to find answers as far as what happened to us. Sounds like a sequel that doesn't involve 
anything that the sequel talked about, but yes. Uh, but he tells Andrew, he's like, hey, listen, you know, you finally made it to Tibet. And goodbye. And he leaves his camera there. Can't really sprinkle his ashes. I'm sure the government will be experimenting on his body forever. I'm and, sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he leaves the camera there, kind of symbolic, and roll credits. Yes. That was the Chronicle of Chronicle. We did Chronicle Chronicle, and um, we're going to grade Chronicle now. On a scale of one to ten, of course, ten being the best, one being the worst, and uh, this this is really solid, kind of short, but most found footage movies should be, to be completely honest with you, but pretty strong for the most part. The relationship with Casey and Matt wasn't, eh, that was a drawback for sure. Uh, Steve wasn't as fleshed out as he could have been. Matt could have been a little more fleshed out. Andrew was a strong character for sure, but I will give this a seven out of 10. Seven. All right. Yes. Well, I thought Steve was a pretty good character. Matt could have used some work. Yeah. Andrew, of course, uh, you know, we talked about him could have get bullied more. The Matt yeah. Casey relationship needed a lot of work. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I I'm going to go with a seven as well. I thought it was uh, a, a strong movie. Set itself set itself up for a sequel. You know, maybe other people went down there and we don't know about them, or maybe what? How did the government just come in and cover up the hole? What did they know? And but we're not going to get that. Instead, we're getting a female movie, which is fine. But I don't know. Unless it has it, it better have something to do with the first movie, but. The fact that it takes place ten years after the first movie makes me think it doesn't. And yeah, that's it's not encouraging. Plus, the director said it'll suck. Actually, said it'll be a pile, a piece of shit. So yeah, that's very hey, strongly worded. By the way, this came out on February third, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we had discussed earlier. Let me do some math here. So this was set in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And. Oh, no, I'm, I'm two years ahead. Never mind. I was going to be like, the Seahawks won the Super Bowl the weekend this came out, but they, they won it two years later. Um, the Giants won the Super Bowl that year. Ah, the old yeah. G-men. Yeah, the second Eli Super Bowl. Yeah, good old Seattle. Finally made yeah. the, the list. I don't yeah. think we've had a uh, Washington State movie yet, but we have now. I think we just did, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Where welcome, we... abo- welcome aboard, Washington. So, did you tell me what you graded this anyway? Yeah, seven. That's, seven. that's two weeks in a row we've both gone sevens. Scorigami! Yeah, it kind of is. What about <laughs> maybe next week's we'll get us, uh, we'll get triple, double triple sevens. I, I doubt it. But... Well, it's got <laughs> Nick Cage, so never, we... don't ever so estimate. We... we are going from Rain City, from the Emerald City of Seattle all the way straight to hell when we review Ghost Rider's Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah. It's on stars. If anyone has that, I'm going to rent it at the yeah. library. <laughs> I think I think I have stars. Stars may be one I'm still paying for that I didn't cancel. Well, so me and Paramount when I found out Halo sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I swear I'm going to watch those Legends of the Hidden Temple. I just <laughs> never do. But uh, here's a... Uh, I, since it's going to be a big one, 
I gotta keep uh, keep teasing it. The week after yeah. Ghost Rider, set your calendars. The Avengers. Dude, it's a big hold one. Hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on one second. I gotta. I forgot just, to grab a quote. You just brushed off the Avengers, but yeah, I, we got yeah. a so, we got a hell of a month coming up. So yeah, we're going into June, and we have five movies dropping in the month of June. By the way, the calendar falls. So and they're June, all gonna be fire. June one, Ghost Rider especially is gonna be fire. Ghost oh. Rider: Spirit of Vengeance, June one. June eight, The Avengers. June fifteen, a personal favorite of mine, The Amazing Spider-Man. June twenty two, The Dark Knight Rises, and June twenty nine, Dread. The podcast debut of Carl Urban. I forget what, well, unless you ignore our reviews of the boys, but yeah, our uh, what was it? It was what December of twenty twenty one. Was that the month it was just completely miserable? Or maybe it was even a 2020. I don't remember. Uh, uh, let's see here. So, But I feel like it was a December. December and... 21 wasn't bad. That was We had Dark Knight in that month. Okay, it must have been 2020. It was uh, We month. did uh, Batman and Robin and Turbo, a Power Ranger movie. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go through that right now. So. Yeah, this is the anti that was my point. But, yeah, it's, uh, this... Um... <laughs> So we ended 2020 with, and we had four guests on these five movies, by the way. Uh, uh, those fools. <laughs> we, had <laughs> dub on, we, we had dub on the Crow City of Angels film. Oh, we terrible. Had, oh, we had, that reminds me, real quick. Yeah. Um, Tony Todd, the villain in Crow City of Angels, I just found out. Tony he, Todd was in that? Yeah, he was the villain in Crow City of Angels. I don't remember that. You you mean to I feel like I would have remembered if the Candyman was in a film. Yeah, he was um he was the villain in Crow City of Angels. I, I man, that Let tells me look you, up I, the name of the uh that, that tells you, dude, you could name off any you could say, "Oh, John whatever." And I'll be like, "Yeah." Cuz again, it's Wait. been almost 2 years since I've seen that film. Nope, my mistake. He was in The Crow. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, uh... Okay. Someone else was in Crow City of Angels. Uh, I knew he was in a Crow movie. I, for some reason, thought he was in... Mm. Anyway, um, the reason I bring that up is because uh, I recently found out that... Oh, boy. I'm going to screw this stat up. Come he on. was going to initially be the voice of... A villain in a movie that we reviewed, and uh, I don't remember what the movie was now, so uh, that completely destroys that. Well, damn uh, it. Well, it, that's fair enough. We are getting really inside baseball here. Well, it's just I, it's one of those things like you hear it during the week, and you're like, oh yeah, that reminds me. Um, and then it wasn't. Or you remember when Nicolas Cage was going to be uh, Superman? Of course. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, man, yeah. what was that? that? I don't know. annoys me. He was going to be the vo- It was, um, the, the voice of the villain ended up being the hero in the movie. Maybe it was, uh, Dormammu with Doctor Strange, because that might have been it. Yes, I think it was, because I just saw Doctor Strange, and I was reading about it, and it was like, hey, did you know that Tony Todd was going to be the voice 
of Dormammu and Doctor Strange. And instead, he's not. And I believe um, that Benedict Cumberbatch did the voice mm. of him, I think. Or could just be making this up, but I'm just going to feel like a big idiot. That That's yeah. possible, too. Yeah, let's... Uh... Anyway, that's... Uh... Dude, let's get out of here. We've been here way too long. I was just giving you time to find a quote. I found I found it within a second, man. Oh. Actually, yes, I was correct. He, Tony Todd almost voiced Dormammu. There, I got it. Okay, good for <laughs> us. Uh, oh, good for that was some mental gymnastics while you talk. Very That's difficult. Not, that is not what that means. But anyway, that well, being said. That's what it felt like. That is not what the term mental gymnastics means. But anyway, to quote Steve Montgomery, the legend. Um, yes, it was the black guy this time. 